0: Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to The Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am joined by...
1: Hello, I am Isabel, and this is Agnes. So, without further ado, The
0: Girl Taku today will be about anime worlds we would like to live in. Now I know this might sound a little bit confusing since we had already done an episode called favorite anime worlds, but I do think there is a distinction between having your favorite anime world building and whether or not you would like to live in it. So to give a perfect example, Isabelle's choice the last time we had spoke about the favorite anime worlds topic was she loved Kekai Sensen's world, and I absolutely agreed. I love the world building of Kekai Sensen. But guess what? I would not want to live in that anime because this, the chaos and the monsters and the aliens and all the stuff that happens all the time like I would have a heart attack just waking up every day it is not for me so in that case even though Kekai Sensen has an anime world that I absolutely love I would not pick to live in it per se so that is the distinction between today's topic in regards to anime worlds you would like to live in so I am starting off the episode this week, so I'm going to go ahead and forge forward with my first pick. Uh, an anime world that I would actually really love to live in is Kaguya-sama, Love is War, which I know like people are going to be like, it's just a normal world. like Why would you want to live in it? But okay, hear me out. Think of the drama <laughs> that happens in that <laughs> school. I feel like the way the school operates it's kind of it's in its own world as well because it has its own government bodies it has its own cultures amongst the clubs and the every individual is like this high-ranking elite family and just think of all the tea that they would have just all in that school at once there is one particular scene that really spoke to my soul, which I don't know if, um, or Isabel probably didn't get there, but Agnes, hopefully you got to that episode. It's in season two where, um, Uh, shirogane was going to run for president again and he wanted to ask kaguya to help him with like his election speeches but then the way he asked her to help him he was like hey can i talk to you you know after school on like the school grounds it made it seem like he was about to confess to her and like the rumors spread super duper quickly like all these guys were like patting shirogane on the back and they're like you got this and all the girls are like oh gee finally this is gonna happen and stuff like that and by the time it was like prime moment of where Shiro got is supposed to awkwardly and lamely ask her to help her help him with like election speeches the entire school body is like plastered on the windows and like black blobs just like waiting to see what would happen and try to hear and in that moment like all the students just like waiting and watching that's me i i am all the students in that second and i just feel like i would love to be in a school like that because just. Thinking about the drama and the tea just gets me so excited. And I just think it would be so funny. And I don't know. I always feel like a school with all those really colorful characters with all those, um, with all those ridiculous but also stereotypical tropes added into it would just be really fun it, it reminds me of like there's uh I think or I think it's based on a manga but there is a live action that my roommate had watched and I watched with her where the guy ends up finding himself like transported into like a generic rom-com story and he would recognize all the tropes that would happen and he'd be like wait am I the protagonist because I sure hope not I hope I'm just the supporting protagonist is like uh on the side and stuff like that and so i i just feel like any of those situations where i can find myself like plop right into the middle of like here are all the tropes but with the twist in it to be just incredibly fun i would just have an absolute ball if i was in kaguya sama love is war so That is my first pick for an anime world that I would just love to be in and just like I don't like I I know I would be in heaven if I go there I mean aside from the exams which obviously I'm not a good test taker So and also I would have to like revert back to high school years. That's not fun But that being said I just keep thinking about the tea and the drama that would happen and I am all those students just plastered on the window watching like a quote-unquote confession going to happen Which obviously didn't actually happen but do you uh did you ever get to that part Agnes or no
2: (laughs) I don't quite recall that part so I don't actually know if I watched it or I just completely like omitted it from memory
0: (laughs) ah darn it yeah no I I, like that moment just spoke to me so much I actually remember because I was recounting that episode to one of my friends who doesn't watch the anime but we kind of like you know pour tea for each other and share tea and so she in that moment where I talked about how like all the suits are just plastered on the windows just like waiting and like watching for this to happen she was like oh my god this is us this is us if we were in that anime and I'm like yes like just think of the entertainment every single day I love drama guys (laughs)
2: As evident, uh, we have a separate group chat with Gracie and a couple other people that we know, and I think, what would you say? You said that the ENFJs, you, the INFJ, and the ENFP would be the people that – oh, no, it's your, it's about your book, about your book novel, right? Yes! About how the three of you personality types would be the type – to incite drama and to spread the rumors as quickly as possible. So when you finally told me, us like, oh, I would love to live in the world of Kaguya-sama and experience the drama and tea, I'm like, okay, that pretty much clicks. That pretty much, like, explains a lot. (laughs) Okay, but
0: would don't you think it's really fun? I mean, because you're not part of it, you know, you're just watching it happen right? like
2: <laughs> I guess, but like what other drama in tea would you want from kaguya other than like a supposed love confession?
0: Okay, well, there is the whole Ishigami thing and his like growing harem, like that would be really fun to watch as well. And then also Fujiwara just causing like problems all the time wherever she walks. Like think about it. Like I mean, I probably would be a little annoyed with her because she's like a, n- a manipulative liar backstabber who's not afraid to cheat. <laughs> (laughs) and is quite unashamed about that fact but she causes problems wherever she goes in a way that you know doesn't affect you personally so oh and like in season three they talked about like the school festival and like one of the haunted house and this is coming from someone who swore in her life that she was never entering a haunted house ever again because she got scared and traumatized when she was only four years old but one of the haunted house things that the classroom that one of the classes had hosted they even did dummy mics for (laughs) for the haunted house to like go overboard in that regard i don't know it's just like they have so much money you know these are all rich kids they attach
1: mics for people going into the haunted house so they could hear what's going on is that what yeah yeah basically
0: you wear earphones and it sounds like uh so the haunted house is about like this woman this ghost who like cuts your ears and stuff like that and so when you're walking through the haunted house the you can hear the scissors like getting closer and closer to your ear
2: oh hasami woman yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Cuts, yeah yeah
0: yeah so I feel like I mean I don't know because I would probably be so scared I'd scream and run out but at the same time think just think of like all the things that school is capable of because Everyone there is rich, okay? (laughs) Like, and on top of that yeah like they all come from really sketch families kaguya's family is morally like questionable ishigami's family is morally questionable uh chika's family is definitely morally questionable though ironically enough her dad is actually a very wholesome and like loving dad but politician wise very morally questionable and i think the only one who might not be morally questionable is miko's uh parents who are both judges but at the same time They're absent in her life all the time because of the fact that they're never home and they're doing like judge work and stuff like that. So it's like reflected in her as well. It's just, it's just like family drama, relationship drama galore. And I can just like sit on the bleachers and enjoy it and bask in it. So (laughs) I'm very shameless in that regard. Also, their school uniform is cute and I would totally wear it. So yeah.
2: That's fair, yeah, the school uniform is cute. I feel like at this point, you might as well wish that you get hit by an isekai truck so you can go into that school setting as a student and get reincarnated like that. Yeah. So that you can experience the drama.
0: Yeah, but you see, then I would be dead here in real life and I'm not quite ready to die yet, so.
2: That's fair, okay.
0: <laughs> Though I have been seeing some new, like, anime announcements where act- the premise is, like, instead of fully isekai. It's like they develop the abilities to hop worlds, which I would totally, totally uh, milk the crap out of if I have that powers just to be able to hop worlds. I mean, unless like one world is like scary and you could potentially die, then I would never go into that world per se. But uh, so I would choose that option over an actual isekai because I would still like to live currently. So yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so that's my first pick. My second pick is an anime called Eternal Duku: The World in Colors. Have any of you two heard of that?
2: I edited your, inter- your review, so yes, I do know it. Oh,
0: wow, I'm surprised you still remember it. Um, what about you, yeah. Isabel?
1: I remember it too. Um, but I did not watch it, but I heard it was really beautiful.
0: Yeah, so uh so Duku: The World in Colors is also like high school relationship drama, but with a slight twist which is the fact that, like, Wiccan magic is a thing there and not, like, in scary, spooky Wiccan magic, but it's, like, like you... Like, there's certain ways you can ground... You can, like, buy little packets of, like, magic spells and you can ground certain materials and plants to create your own magic potions and stuff like that. I was always really into uh, Wiccan things as a kid. And so, in fact, uh, what I remember back in middle school... Uh, One of my middle school friends had one of those like, oh, to be a witch like guidebook and they have all these quote unquote recipes on, you know, magic uh, potions you can make and stuff like that. And one of them was like, oh, if you like crush up pearls and you like, you know, boil the leaves of this and you like mix it together, you will create a potion where you can become invisible for an hour. And it's like in middle school, I know that those are fantasy and that they don't work. But I always remember deep down like wishing that it would work simply because i think that sort of wiccan magic has a bit of like a scientific and skill element past just like waving a wand and saying magic words and so i i always like that sort of angle of magic and you know the world in colors does that like that it's, there's an entire store where You buy the materials you need to like create your own magic pouches or, you know, they have it pre-made for you or you can order them to be made. And they're very small things, you know, they're not drastic stuff as in like you can like revive some or anything like that. Like that's too powerful. It's more little stuff of, oh, you can, you know, get a little more athletic for like 30 minutes or, oh, you know, if you want to like do fireworks without actually buying fireworks, you can release this bag and it'll be the type of fireworks you like to see and probably my favorite is uh, their ability to create uh, magic to hop into paintings, which is very important because the main character, she can't see color due to her trauma. And uh, it's, it's like she has a mental block in seeing colors. And uh, one of her or her love interest uh, actually is an artist. And so he paints really beautiful things that she can see color in. And part of her character development was eventually like entering his paintings and seeing what the paintings world is like. And I really like that concept. I think it would look very beautiful. Like imagine stepping into, you know, Starry Night, you know what I mean? Like if you can step into that world. And I know that we actually kind of have like, uh, we kind of have like an exhibit that's similar to that now where you're, the way that the painting is surrounding you is like you're inside it, but it's still a little different than actually stepping in it. Or stepping into a Monet painting, you know? Or even, like, something surrealist. Like, stepping into that, I feel like, would just be really fun. And I I just... And I just, for me, I think I would just really enjoy that. And it also speaks to, like I said, a childhood thing where deep down I have always wished that those were true. And you can actually, you know, turn yourself invisible for an hour just by, like, creating uh, creating this potion that you can buy. And you can, like, you know, it's more about your skill on how to make it and mixing it and stuff like that. So that's my second pick for an anime world I would like to be in, per se. Uh I, how do you guys feel about like wiccan stuff and having like little elements of magic to to put into the real world and stuff
1: like that? Yeah, I think it's really cool and really special and especially for maybe people who don't practice magic or can't these can still purchase these things and still mm-hmm. experience that. Yeah. So that's really nice and usually there's an elemental element behind it but it, does that exist in Dooku?
0: no i don't think there is an elemental element behind it. it's really just like small Mm. things that you can buy the packages for or you can try to make it yourself yeah
1: god okay but yeah that would be pretty awesome to have and you know practice as a child or just hang out with friends and do that yeah yeah exactly
2: Is there a particular spell packet that was featured in Iruduku that you would like to try out yourself if you were in that world?
0: Um, I think so. There's two. Obviously, the most important one, which is being able to step into the paintings. I think I just I would be all over that. I, I just think about all the paintings in like the art museums uh, near me. And I was like, I would be more than happy to, to step physically into it and just see what it's like to live in a world where paint is how you see things or line art is how you see things, you know? So I, I'm a huge nerd oh, for art. Line art would be
2: interesting. Yeah, line art and sketch would be yeah, so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or even like 3D models, you know, to be able to step into the 3D model and like so now you're kind of 2D. I don't know. Like that's it's just a lot of things you can explore. So So obviously that's my first one. My second one is like kind of shallow, but basically they have like this, uh, shining lights pack packet where you like unroll it and then you throw it into the air and it's like colorful lights are like shining down on you. I just think that'd be really fun <laughs> you know, to do outside at night. I would pick like pink and purple like light packets and I would just like open them and throw it up into the air. And then it's like pink and purple light sparkles are going around me at night. It'd be cool for photographs and it'd be fun for parties and stuff like that. And then it just fades and it doesn't leave any trash or any residue. So it's good for the environment as well. And so I feel like that sort of thing I would be really into. And it's just like these small like decorations decorative uh, magic i i don't know i it just makes me happy to think about like i would be a happy person so yeah
2: (laughs) it sounds awfully cute like i i could definitely imagine you doing something like that and posting in like a a photo with like using magic as like a filter yes yes
0: yes exactly and and even smaller stuff like i'll talk about this but i have very terrible period cramps and it causes a lot of problems for me, per se. And like the first day in particular, I can become bedridden. And there was like a a small segment where it's like, oh, like small magic packets, like they can help a little better than like actual medicine. So, for example, they have a painkiller magic where it's um, where basically it will like uh, it will work only for a day. And a lot of older people will use it for their arthritis or like, you know, their back pain and stuff like that as their body starts to uh, shut down. And they have the uh, store has a limit where you're like, you're only allowed to buy this amount for this amount of times. And all the stores, because there's not a lot of them, all the stores are in cahoots with each other. So they know if someone buys it from here, they can't go to another store and try to buy it past the limit as well. And it's, you know, said as this magical thing that is better or that is more effective than painkillers. And I was like, I would love to have that just for my own bodily reason. And I think that would be really great to have as well. So yeah, so it's just like these little small things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that is my two picks for anime worlds. I would really like to live in probably a little more boring than you guys were expecting because ultimately I don't want to leave Earth which is true i don't actually want to leave earth (laughs) i'm happy either in that like dramatic school setting or still earth but like with a little bit of touch of magic involved as well so i'm really curious to hear if you guys are the same in regards to choosing a completely different world or just more of earth but with some changes to it so uh isabel i think you are next in that case so isabel you know what two worlds have you picked that you would really like to live
1: in yeah I really like cyberpunk and kind of the future yeah sci-fi. cyberpunk yeah um but the one I chose I don't think it's cyberpunk at all actually but yeah normally I would go for you know like psychopaths and things like that but for this one I do I did really like k projects world building oh yeah
0: yeah 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 I agree mm-hmm. really you would live there
1: <laughs> I would like to live there yes um like because in the main character Shiro goes to school and like at I can never forget the scene. They just like have these shots of them going to school, and like taking the train. And I can't get wrap my head around like the, there's a train track that runs on top normally, but like going back, there's a train that runs like up, upside down, basically underneath it, going the other way. And I'm like, that would oh, be so cool to ride that. Yeah, it's both similar ways.
2: to um to the movie Recall. Because recall also has that too, where like the train runs like on oh, the really? on the right way and uh-huh. the rail, and then it runs underneath it too. So yeah, I can totally see that. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, so it's like a cable car, but it's like suspended, kind of like in the air. Like you know, uh, it's it's something new and different, and I would like to travel on that to school and and um, also like when they're like in their dorm, they can change their wallpaper with like a remote, um, and it. You know, that's in like many other shows as well, but I thought it was very cute when they changed it to like little little cats or something or little flowers um, just to block out like the window, for example. I thought that was very cute. Oh, that's cute. convenient.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just home decor without having to break a sweat. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> like instead of- You don't of have paint, to call
2: movers. You don't have to, you know, haul things upstairs. You don't have to worry about scratching anything, especially if you're dorming or like you're staying at a place where you're paying rent. That's really
1: convenient. <laughs> Yeah, I just think that's really awesome. Just makes your life more convenient living there and things like that. And the other part of K Project is the fact that also they kind of have powers as well, depending on which clan they join.
0: Oh, you want those powers, huh? (laughs)
1: Yes, I would like those powers. I don't know which power I want. I do want to join Mikoto Suo's for fire, but red is not my color. I like blue, but I do not like the blue team either. (laughs)
2: I agree. I understand what you mean. (laughs) You look at the blue team, you're like, they're cool, but like, man, I want to be a bit more rebellious than that. Exactly. So you end up Mm -hmm. swooning over Mikoto Suo, but then you're also like, I kind of don't want to be a renegade either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I think I would probably choose the um, team like jungle, they call it, which is the green one. And... They basically get their powers by playing games on their phones and that's how they like get points. And if you get more <laughs> points, you get like better powers. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to watch that part, Agnes? When the No, I K? I, <laughs> I
2: was watching K-Project when it was airing, but the first couple, the first three episodes kind of derailed me. It was a little bit strange with the introduction of Neko and whatnot, so I was really thrown off and I couldn't finish and sit down to watch the rest of it. But hearing you talk about all these powers and like the color themes and stuff, I'm just kind of like, man, what a wasted opportunity! I should have finished it.
1: No, yeah, they really go deep with the color themes. Like they bring in like the gold king and things like that. So like I'm like thinking, okay, so which which color they haven't done yet? Is there like an orange king or things like that? Right. Um, yeah honestly they pro- they do sp- skip over it I think I like was like looking like, I oh, think they mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah yellow did they have yellow I don't think they did right I think it's gold right gold you're right, the, you're right you're right yeah some of the
2: colors are purported for other colors like gold and then the blue and the red sticks and so does the green but I think yes there's a purple king right and there's also yeah. like instead of a white king there's like an invisible king mm-hmm if I remember correctly. So yeah, so those are some of the instances where they swap out some of the colors for a fancier title, essentially. Because if you're going to call yourself the Yellow King, you're going to be basically called a piss color, right? People are going (laughs) to tease you for it. So you might as well be called Gold to make yourself sound a little bit more regal and upstanding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) about things
2: like that <laughs> no because you know they're they're gangs they're a bunch of gang turf word. they're going to call you names to get you riled up and try to make you attack their gang so you're not gonna be caught dead calling yourself the piss yellow gang okay the <laughs> only exception to that rule i would say is where they got away with that um, but yeah, some people are going to call you well, mustard, people are Because they're, they're
0: more like yellow scarves, like they were actually like yellow, yellow, you know, so. Right, exactly,
2: but that, that, that's my point being, So you're not going to be caught dead being called piss yellow. Oh no, my <laughs> gosh, Agnes,
0: <laughs> Uh, I was gonna ask you, Isabel, so, like, for example, I would be scared to go to that world because I'm a coward, and the fact that, you know, these clans are going to fight against each other, I'd be like, no, no, thank you, I don't want to have to deal with that, like, is that something you would be totally into?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think if I lived in that world, I, I wouldn't want to participate in fights too much, but if everyone else is, I don't think I would have a problem because... technically i would think like they're my family is what it is that's like Uh, the big concept yeah they're like very friendly with each other and you know if you betray the clan and go to a different clan and get a different color they kind of like give you the stink eye but um yeah they like really hone in on that like familial aspect and try to make you like friends and stuff so i like that you know they stay close together wherever they go really
2: so you mentioned that the green team plays games in order to win more points and also become stronger. What choice of a phone game would you have to be part of the green team?
1: <laughs> I don't remember the game actually, but Oh you don't? Or okay. Like, I think it was more. Or like, like if you like,
2: had to choose, like if you had hmm. to customize yourself or your like OC or whatever living inside the green team, what choice of a mobile game or even of a, a PC game would you have if you could do like remotely? like kind of like how they do like engine impact and stuff on your phone and gain powers that way what game would you choose
1: oh man i kind of wanted like an easy game that i can play while working or going to school i definitely don't okay. want something it like
0: so do ultimate games count <laughs> <laughs> i knew she was gonna ask that <laughs> i don't
2: know
1: i mean i guess i could
2: an ultimate game would be really interesting, you know, you just have it, like, in the background passively, like, walking like, through the city and accumulating... you just have to pick the Ix right to
0: answers to romance the guy, to get points, like, that would be pretty easy, right?
2: <laughs> that, that would be really interesting, unless they have a lot of secret routes and endings, and a lot of failed endings, so then there could be times when your power level is not as high... Just because you keep failing at the routes. Like, can you imagine if you were, if you love Otome games, but you have the worst luck in predicting the routes, you're not going to get any points from it whatsoever.
0: That is true. Yeah. At least, like, with other games, you can, like, you know, finesse your skills. and Yeah, you experience. can finesse your skills
2: just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But the green team sounds really interesting. I, I don't know. Just the idea of just having, like, a, a typical, uh, a different medium, like a video game, be able to. Increase your strength kind of reminds me of how, you know, in Bungo Stray Dogs, we have Fitzgerald who says, like, more money is more power. So he just swipes his credit card and he gets more powers. It's basically the same concept. (laughs) Your money. You just throw money at it. (laughs) Fitzgerald was
0: such an attractive character in Bungo Stray Dogs.
2: (laughs) He does have a very nice color design and character design, yeah.
0: Yeah, also, it's uh, Sakurai Takahiro, so obviously his voice is a winner. Right, right. (laughs) Oh, man. So, I guess, so, Isabel, you've officially said that you would join the Green Clan, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, Agnes, did you you know which one you would pick? Like, would you pick red? Because red's your favorite color either way. (laughs) Yes.
2: And also Mikoto Suo's voice by (laughs) Tsunakenji I am a true simp. Please do not look at me. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, like I've always been as much as I am like the quiet introvert type who like stays out of drama and harm's way, I I'm pretty hot-tempered when it comes oh, to I martial mean, Oh, yeah, TV, I know, I know. <laughs> so if I were to be on the red team, I think I would like to have, like, um, gauntlets or something as my main weapon. Or, like, you know those arm wraps like like Sasuke has or, like, some emo kids wear? I would have that as my choice of weapon. I guess oh, that would yeah. be really cool.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, yeah, if you join the red team and you had those gauntlets, like, flaming red, I think that would be pretty sick. Right? That would be really cool.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit excited about this type of stuff.
0: I was going to say, like, if I had to assign an element to you, you would probably be fire. so
2: <laughs> Oh, no, I don't deny that at all. Like, I've gone through so many scenarios of, like, you know, what kind of element would I be based on, like, different video games or different uh, series like Avatar The Last Airbender. And every single time I'm like, yeah, it's going to be something red and it's probably going to be fire. I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> what would you be, Isabel? Like, what would your element be?
2: Probably just water. You think so? Router is nice. Water is very tranquil. I can definitely see that for you. And
0: you could be with me because, believe it or not, I always get water. <laughs> really? so. Yeah, you're the
2: embodiment of water. So you two can be water
0: babies. It's funny because, like I said, I always like thought myself as a fiery person. I'm like, I'm totally fiery. You know, look at how loud I am and you know, passionate and la la. But it's like it doesn't matter what questions or what quizzes I take. I always get water. And at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I am probably not fire so <laughs> uh but yeah okay sorry we got off topic here but all right so k project is an anime that you would really love to live in so what is your second pick then
1: yeah my second pick would actually be from ruby i really would oh, like to oh okay i would i don't know about the world itself but i was very interested in the school setting that they have there oh, oh okay. yeah yeah
2: like beacon as a veteran who's watched eight seasons of ruby <laughs> help me please oh my gosh, yeah you've
1: watched a lot more season than i have i probably only made it up to season three so it, everything was kind of like okay um,
2: right right yeah
1: and then it got too long for me so i dropped it i was looking... oh
2: it's you dropped it at the perfect place you don't oh. need to watch any more
0: than that <laughs> i was just about to ask like agnes where would like where would you peg the downfall to be <laughs>
2: Uh well any th- I would say it's around season three or four, so that's before that's after Monty Ohm passed away, and so all of the world building was basically left in the hands of Rooster Teeth and they took it away from the original writers and whatnot. So the story has become twisted and distorted over time. The only reason why people still watch it is because, you know, fans are diehards of Monty Ohm and they want to see some kind of redemption arc, but you know, it's not that great, but people still live it anyway. <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah sounds like you did stop at the right spot isabel (laughs) i would
2: say like season three is a decent place because you still get kind of like the the leftover script of what uh, monty Um would have been going for it doesn't have the best ending like the whole pura ending is not the greatest and a lot of people would say like that's not living up to her namesake but for where it stopped it's better than the whole derailed train mess that's at the very end of season eight so
1: oh okay that's good to know (laughs) yes
2: you did well so you said that you'd like to stay at beacon would you like to be a student at beacon or kind of like live in the college town that is beacon like you know be a shopkeeper that you know sells dust or like a nightclub owner because those exist in the the realm of beacon
1: yeah, I would probably stay on the- I kind of still want that student experience. I just okay. I don't know about fighting. I don't know. It would be so cool to get, get my own weapon. I really yeah! am interested <laughs> in the weapons. They're, you know, usually they have like a melee function and then they also have like a, I don't know, like a shooting type function or ranged function. Yep. So I was like, I always really like watching the animation as well, seeing the the guns or scythe change really, like on Ruby, for example and I'm just so fascinated by, it. I'm like, I want my own weapon, you know, and each <laughs> student has their own weapon, which is really nice in how they use it. So I just thought, you know, I could get my own weapon and then I would, they're like put in teams of like three or four. So I would have my own team. Um, In a way, it feels like a lot like Naruto to me, you know, like going through the exam and things like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. versus other schools. Um, so we sh- if we just stayed in that realm, that would be nice going outside to fight the Grimm and everything else. I- I'm not too sure about that. It's it's like a it seems like a very, very long and sad journey. At least that's the feeling that I got. But otherwise also like the, the idea of fauna as well, I think is very is very cool. Okay. I think when they were visiting I don't know if it was where Sun Sun Wukong was. Is his name Sun? I forgot his name.
2: His name is Sun. His Sun, name is Sun, okay. you're correct. It's taken from Sun Wukong. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think Sun as a character I think he's really silly. But I would like a friend like him as well and take me to, you know, where the fauna are and maybe introduce me to his friends, I think that would be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it would be. It's actually really interesting that you mentioned that because in the later seasons of Ruby, you do get to visit the island where all the fauna are concentrated at. It's basically like their own independent island that is ruled by the local fauna government rather than the overarching kingdoms in Ruby and Remnant. And mm -hmm. Sun actually shows up in there. He follows Blake because Blake, after the fall of Beacon, decides to return home to her island. She's basically called back by her parents and Sun manages to tag along with her.
1: Right. And they have their own politics going on there, too. Like They do. Mm-hmm.
2: They do. It's a lot of succession politics and trying to figure out if the island wants to side with the white fang or if they want to like try to stay neutral because they're not really seen as an upstanding race in the eyes of the humans back on the main continent.
1: Right. And yeah, if I had to choose, I would like if I had a life where Beacon is and everything, I would probably be a student and somehow become a teacher is what it is. And then just teach students. Okay. I think that'll be that'll probably be cool. the best like type of She is never
0: um, like... leaving that campus mm-hmm. in school.
1: <laughs> yeah, <not
2: leaving>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isabel's Isabelle's like, I will stay here and I will never leave and hope Beacon never falls hint hint at the uh, end yeah. of season three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then my, my next question, I guess, because you did watch Ruby and both you and I have a, a pretty broad uh broad basin of knowledge about Ruby. What kind of faunus would you be and what kind of semblance would you have?
1: Fauna, um,
2: or if you if you weren't a fauna, um, and you decide to be like a human character, like what semblance would you have instead? If you just want to answer that question,
1: can you remind me what semblances are? I just know semblance is basically
2: the superpower that everybody has. It's the unlocked aura that they have. So like Ruby's semblance is super speed. Yang is just berserk crazy. Uh, Blake can summon like shadows, like Mm -hmm. clones of herself, and then Weiss has the ability to use glyphs. So she can unlock a lot of very interesting ability subset abilities within uh, the respective elements of Ruby.
1: All right. Okay. It's like, I, yeah, I kind of remember now, like the special powers and things yes. like that. Yes. Huh. I I always want the power to fly, really. So
2: Okay. Speed Flying is, is good. Flying in speed? Okay, yeah. So like ruby? Okay, okay. Very useful. I would say very useful. You can save yourself quite a bit from the amount of deaths that you see in a ruby. So they take a lot of fall damage in the series, I would say.
1: Yeah, they're always like jumping up like cliffs and things like that. And I'm like, how do you not fall? But they somehow use their weapons to like stop themselves or in some way. Yeah, so if I had a semblance for that, or just, you know, I know, they also take a long time to travel to places as well. So
2: yeah it's like a pseudo fantasy slash real uh like sci-fi sort of setting but it's because there's so many miles and distances between all the kingdoms that they're very isolated so you still have to walk a lot kind of like in a typical rpg or try to board uh some kind of transportation like a sci-fi train and hopefully you don't get beaten up by a bunch of uh grim along
1: the way (laughs) Yeah, so hopefully I can just fly through that and maybe not be attacked by, like, f- flying Grimm, though. <laughs>
2: However, It all comes back to I don't want
1: to get attacked by Grimm. Yes, okay. Please.
2: <laughs> okay, very cool, very cool.
1: But yeah, those are my two picks. And uh, Agnes, uh, do you want to go ahead with your pick? Sure, I'm curious yeah. to what you have, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I also kind of went through the list of all of the possible worlds that we've explored so far, and also through all the animes that have been airing in the past like ten years or so, and a lot of them are like more dangerous types, so I kind of had to scale down on my more hot blooded type and thinking like realistically where would I want to live in and the first place that came to mind actually almost immediately before I even started scrolling through animes and doing research, was fairy tale. The world of fairy tale. And the reason being was that I started reading fairy tale when I was in my wee last years of middle school. Not Bleach World, huh? (laughs) Well, Bleach World was one thing of being fantasizing. I get a really cool Bankai, you know, I get a really cool Shinigami uniform, but realistically I've always liked fairy tale. And the reason being is that when I read fairy tale in middle school I was also learning history at the same time like through school and through books that i've read and i've always been fascinated about the concept of guilds specifically like merchant guilds that were popping up in the medieval century which is basically the version of unionized workers today but had a larger breadth of networks and oh shoot and also people being i never even thought about that yeah and so fairy tale actually ignited my interest in just general guilds that you would see like in a fantasy world or like in an RPG and in fairy tale what's really touching is that you can form a lot of really cool connections with people in heartfelt relationships. The biggest example that I would say is the main character Lucy Hartfelia's parents who actually met and got married through a joint guild that they met at which was I think the lucky clover guild or something and then afterwards they got married and I was just like wow that's like so interesting because while fairy tale has all these super powerful people that belong to a specific guild you can also have smaller guilds that form more intimate relationships with each other or people that just join a guild because they need a job or people that join a guild because they want to get their foot through the door and having a guild as a common place for both normal people and also like big strong people like ezra gray and natsu is a really nice way to like get to know people you know and kind of like get odd jobs here and there you know get to experiment with magic and kind of go about your day almost so i really like that part about fairy tale and the whole and i always say this with sarcasm because like the whole nakama with of power is not a creed that i live by anymore but back then i really did think that it was like nakama is power and like family is family you know
0: First of all, I am just mind blown because I was like, wow, that means unions have existed like way, way, way longer than we are. Yeah, they're called guilds.
2: (laughs) They were called guilds. That's how, you know, we think about guilds as, you know, some kind of. Uh, adventure, where it's like a group of yeah. powers and stuff, but the, the former guilds, the first guilds that formed were craftsmen guilds, so people that were doing textiles, people that were doing metallurgy, people that were mining and stuff like that, those were the first forms of unions in northern Europe specifically, where they weren't really protected by a lot of their government, um, versus in southern Europe, you have more of uh, religious powers and stuff like that that protect certain people, but guilds were what protected you as the common folk. So yeah, they're the first instances of unions. Unions is something that we see very negatively now in the real world, but back then it was a big deal. And I kind of like that aspect, and it's a bit more homely in that way too. So fairy tale reminded me a lot of that, and I would really like to be part of a guild in some fashion or It just form.
0: makes so much they're... more sense now, like even in a fantasy context, <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a way to protect everyone's
1: interests.
0: Sorry, I interrupted you, Isabella. I was having like a oh, historical yeah. nerd moment. <laughs> what were you going to ask
1: her? <laughs> I was going to ask which guild, is there a guild in Fairy Tale you would like to join?
2: I don't know, there's a lot of really cool guilds in Fairtale. Like, obviously, we talk about the main one where all the characters are at. But there's, like, so many cool other ones, like Mermaid Tail. Mermaid Tail is funny. Uh, but there's, I don't know, I there's so many off the top of my head in the Sabersooth guild. Everything is just really cool and unique, and they all have, different, like, different motives and stuff like that. So you really feel like you're in a, kind of like a gang warfare, similar to what we have in K-Project. But they have to be a little bit more diplomatic because they're... They're centered in a lot of different kingdoms, they have relationships with one another and stuff like that. So it's a lot more delicate of a situation that spans the entire like, continent that they live on. What
0: about powers? You know, like what? I mean, I know fairy tales powers are pretty eclectic as in they're spread out, but I do think they have like a bit of a, syst- a magic system and stuff. So like, what about like, what kind of powers would you, oh, would you want to be one of those like dragon people or? Uh, no, nah,
2: I think they're too OP Okay. So. <laughs> I, I'm the kind of person that likes to be the cool side character. Being the protagonist would scare the crap out of me. I don't want the attention. Um, but I would love to have Ezra's uh, requip powers, because I think it's really cool how she can requip armor on herself that have different uh, functionality so it could be something that is magic resistant or something that's like physical resistant or it gives her like a speed boost or an attack boost and then her alternate world self I think it's a uh, ultra world Ezra that happens in an- another arc that version of Ezra actually can swap out the spear point heads of her spear so her spear instead of armor her spear points would either have like a flame magic boost or it would have like a speed boost or something like that so i thought that was really cool because in real life it's very hard to swap weapons and armor on the fly even if you play something like DD or you play like a video game because you have to kind of anticipate on what happens in that moment and you can't change too quickly but with ezra's magic she can change it like in a snap so i thought that was very versatile
0: right you also really love weapons as well so i yeah I do. <laughs> I do it's it's such a,
2: it's it's so bad i know i sound like a psychopath on this podcast so i'm sorry oh
0: what no no, no. i mean because isabel was just talking about how she loves the weaponry and ruby you know so
2: oh that's true okay we can both be psychopaths no, I, was about <laughs> to say
0: that I feel like that means you're not a psychopath but i guess now it means that we're all psychopaths so
2: to some degree yeah <laughs>
0: Okay, no, that makes a lot of sense as well as to like why you would like that sort of weaponry uh, based power. Uh, and and Ezra is just is Ezra your favorite character or?
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say Ezra's my favorite character. I would say like she's a longtime favorite for a lot of people. But over time, I never really had a favorite character in Fairy Tale. Everyone was just cool in okay,
0: general. Got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I guess my final question then regarding a fairy tale is more along the lines of would you want one of those cats you know those talking cats
2: <laughs> i think it would be really charming to have those talking cats because they're actually really pivotal to the right, story. There, right like a, like a mythical race right but then i'm trying to think of all the personalities of the cats that we've met so far and i'm like maybe yes maybe no it depends on how like what the personality of the cat would be. Like if it's Happy or uh the cat that um that Gagio has, I'd be fine with. But if it's anything like Charl, like I don't know, she might rub me the wrong <laughs> way. <laughs> She's a bit too prissy of a cat for me. Yeah,
0: I see what you mean. Actually, I feel like the cat best uh, match with you would be Gagio's cat.
2: <laughs> I know. I had a feeling you were gonna say that. I'm like, oh no, it's Luna. <laughs> But Happy's also cute because he's, like, dumb dum cute, yeah. so it's, like, he gets into all of these weird hijinks that's very comical, and I wouldn't mind Have that. Have you
0: either. ever met Fro? Uh, that's the cat that wears, like, a, a frog suit.
2: Oh my god, Fro is so sad. Man, <laughs> that cat gets, like, beaten up so many times. Like Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was like, what about that cat? That tends to be, like, a favorite cat. Of them all.
2: No, Fro is too much oo-woo energy that I can't deal with. <laughs> <laughs> too much like oo-woo crying emote energy. I do not want to be Alright, Gajeel's
0: cat it is. <laughs> You're gonna have to steal it from him.
2: <laughs> He's cool. I mean, he transforms into a bigger version of himself and fights with a broadsword. Like, how much of a cool ally would you want in that? Happy just kind of zooms around and does it stupid stuff. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, if that is your first pick for an anime world that you would like to be in, you know what? I actually, I wouldn't mind fairy tales anime world either. It's like something about it is a little happier and feels a little more stable <laughs> than a lot of the well, others. yeah, like
2: like I said, like you know, because you know, I gave the example of Lucia, Lucy's family, her parents coming together in a guild and they're actually they're like normal people they do very minimal magic with the exception of her mom who's uh who passed on her magic to lucy herself they're very normal people as compared to the rest of the overwhelming cast of fairy tale so in a sense there's this, there is that sweet spot of normality. yes
0: too. i agree i agree uh yeah uh okay so that is your first pick then what is your second pick for an anime world you would like to live in <laughs>
2: My second pick is something that is a little bit more realistic, but it probably also explains to my own love of history, and that would be from Bakono. I would love to be in the Roaring Twenties. Ah, era.
0: okay, okay.
2: Everything about the Roaring Twenties is fascinating from like a technical standpoint to a cultural standpoint to just the overall vibe. You know, like when you have like great Gatsby themed parties and stuff, I get kind of excited because I'm just like, wow, this feels like very immersive and i would love to be in something like that but i also love how bakuna weaves in together not just the roaring 20s era of like flapper girls and people like about to approach the great depression but also the scene of the pussycat foot um train heist that they were doing i thought it was really cool and it's very like thematic of you know the changing industry in the world. And how we're rapidly accelerating into, like, technology. And there are people with, like, Tommy machine guns and stuff like that, too. So I thought that entire arc was super cool.
0: What? Yeah, so I was going to say, like, can you, like, precisely tell us, like, what it is about the Roaring Twenties in Bacano that just, like, appeals to you so much?
2: It's the opulence, I would say, in Bacano. The fact that there is overwhelming opulence for a lot of these mafia gangs, a lot of these highborn... High uh, hybrid uh, socialites but then in the background you also have people who are like at the at the lower levels so they're not making a lot of money but they're still trying to find a way to break it through the top and there's like the looming great depression that is coming right as well, right you know? so it's kind of like that moment before the dream shatters and so that's what i really like about the roaring 20s aspect and it's kind of also it the it's not just roaring 20s specifically but it's everything from The late 1800s, like 1890s in France, it's known as the Belle Epoque era, which is like the beautiful era of opulence of like the the can can dancers and stuff like that. A lot of bars, cabarets, a lot of rich people spending a lot of money. And then that is also reflected in America with the Roaring Twenties. Uh, where there's like a, a rise in stock prices and stuff like that too.
0: So how do you feel about the fact that like the Great Depression is just looming right ahead? Is it more of like a capture it in the moment sort of situation for you?
2: Capture in the moment situation. Yeah. I don't fear the Great Depression only because I've read about and I understand what the Great Depression is. But I kind of want to experience that fleeting moment where everyone is so blissfully oblivious oh, to the incoming danger that's I see, ahead. I see. I mm. see. <laughs> Yeah, so there is a bit of a thrill in that, and there is a bit of a a pessimism that is involved in it. But overall, I just think that the Roaring Twenties is something that we can't really recreate currently in our world. No,
0: I agree. Probably not, huh? It's a
2: very, I feel like it's a very different situation. You could say like, oh, high socialites in the US uh, currently, you know, that live in these like billion dollar skyscrapers in New York and it is an example of, you know, the Roaring Twenties. And we have like all these people going to like Mykonos Island to do like rave parties and stuff like that is an example of like what the 1920s will. But there is a bit of a cultural difference that I think the 1920s has with like class and prestige rather than currently where it's a lot of like trash partying and stuff like like that and people just spending a lot of money but there's no real like meaning behind it you know or no real like uh significance behind it i, I see
0: and in uh context of the anime itself you know you mentioned like the heist thing. so would you want to be part of the heist or okay yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> either side is fine i would love to be part of yeah the no, heist, i was like i was like did you want to just be heist.
0: sitting on the train or did you want to be actually part of the heist <laughs>
2: I wanted to be part of it. Nah, if I was a passenger, I would probably be shot dead somewhere and my body's rotting on the floor. Oh, somewhere. gosh, graphic, graphic! Um, I'd ra- <laughs> rather be a contender during that heist, you know, either the one pulling it off or the people who are trying to prevent it with like guns or something.
0: Okay. And I think you talked about Bakano before. I think you mentioned it for one of our, like, favorite couples. Isn't that the one with, like, the idiot couples? Um, okay. Yes,
2: it's the one with the idiot couple, Isaac and Mira. They're so dumb, but they're so funny. Like, I feel them having an introduction in Bakano is great because it brings kind of a levity to the situation and what the Roaring Twenties is all about is this highbrow, like, you can get away with a lot of stuff and... No one thinks twice about it, and it's very um, how would innocent almost versus like you have like everybody else in Bacano's like low key a bit edgy, so <laughs> it brings a, a bit of a levity to a, a bit of a lightness to it. Got anyway. it,
0: got it. And Isabel, did you watch Bacchano or have you? Uh, are you just sort of like listening along like I was with Ruby?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much listening along every time Agnes does pull up Bacchano. I really should watch oh. it. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's like based in America, right? I was just wondering which, te- yes. you know, which city would you like to live in? Like, would it be New York? Because I think that's where it mostly takes place or like a place that like oh, Chicago or would you want to be in like Europe, for example? I don't know oh, what their yeah, a 20s question. were like, but. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm.
2: super interesting. Um, personally, as someone who's Asian, I would probably say San Francisco during that time, oh, okay, just so it's yeah. easier for me to uh, kind of like slink in with the rest of the quote unquote Asian looking crowd. Uh, Mainly because we know at that time you get a lot of like Chinese immigrants. So they wouldn't really tell me the difference between a Chinese person and a Vietnamese person. So I wouldn't be ostracized in that way. But if I was an Asian and I'm more like thinking fantasy type and like disregarding my own race, I would say Europe, probably Paris at that point for me, because it's like literally the glittering jewel of Europe at the Mm -hmm. time. And Mm -hmm. Paris right now is not, you wouldn't see Paris as the glittering jewel of Europe. You really wouldn't. You wouldn't. See, you'd see, like, it's a tourist trap. You would see that there's a lot of people trying to sell, like, a bunch of, like, uh, cheap wares on the side. There's a lot of people who have been smoking during that time. So the streets are pretty dirty. And Paris at this point has turned into a, a busy metropolis rather than, like, the quote-unquote glittering jewel of Europe during that time. So I would like to see Paris at that time and be stationed there as my character. Didn't
0: you love Europe? I mean, sorry, didn't you love Paris as well? Like... <laughs>
2: I do. I, I still do. But at some points you look at Paris and you think to yourself like, well, Paris is a big metropolis and it is changing over time. And it's not the what textbooks would used to describe Paris as. It's transformed into something completely different. So there's like the good and the bad. For OK,
0: it. I see.
2: It's kind of like, you know, when you have immigrants from other countries come visit like. Los Angeles or New York for the first time like they've become extraordinarily jaded. Like New York doesn't seem like the land of opportunity anymore, but it's just like pretty dirty. Yeah, um, I see a lot of saying. immigrants. Not not that it's a bad thing, but it is just like it's not the vision that they mm-hmm. saw. It's not the vision that they've been told about about America or about Los Angeles, you know. Los Angeles as we all know is humid, dirty and hot. Okay,
0: <laughs> so, questionable on so the humid like- part as I come from humid city, but uh-
2: <laughs> Yes, exactly. You know like we, we don't have that, that jaded conception of LA because, you know, we've either been in, one, cities that are much hotter, or two, we're, like, local residents in California and know what it's like. It's not just about Hollywood and fame, but it's a lot about, you know, everything else that comes out from underneath mm-hmm.
0: it. Yeah, no, I get that. So
2: that's, like, kind of, like, my own complicated feelings regarding Paris, too. There are lots of cute places still left in Paris, but a lot of that kind of, like, Writing and storytelling about Paris in the old age, I don't think continues to live up in the current age. So if it if I were able to go back in time in the Baroque era and be somewhere in Europe like Paris, I would love to see what it actually used to look like and why people would actually write it like uh, that.
0: Ah, I see. Yeah, that would be really special. You know what's kind of interesting is I did have a thought where I feel like the sort of non-jaded view. Right now, in current days, is probably towards Japan. You know? It's because Japan is still in that weird, like, capsule.
2: That weird time capsule still where they managed to kind of preserve everything to its roots and still modernize it at the same time. Although, as we work in anime trending and we communicate with Japanese people and learn more about the culture through uh, like, podcasters, YouTubers, and stuff like that, we do see that there is some underbelly part of japan
0: right right but i i would just say like from the outsider's pov of like you know seeing this gorgeous like special place that's almost like mythical and mystical i feel like today that those eyes are on japan and a lot of like southeast asian countries versus in the past it was you know like you said on europe you know on paris and places like that
2: that is correct yeah you're not wrong about that for sure now that the a, a, the asian influence has permeated most of media we think about going we, you know we're kids we were dreaming about going to japan and tokyo or we think or like nowadays a lot of people want to go to seoul korea for like that yes yes for to try k to try not k-pop food korean <laughs> food and also to speak the korean language you know see how they wear the hanbok it's part of the culture experience
0: yeah exactly uh, yeah. So I just thought that was an interesting, oh, but you are right though. Cause it is also to do with the fact that overall Asian culture has garnered a lot of attention throughout the years. Oh, it's so fascinating in that regard. And like there's that cause and effect in regards to, you know, how did we get here? Why did we get here? Stuff like that. I love history. <laughs> yes ma'am all righty then well i think that sums up our episode today in regards to the anime worlds we would like to live in uh turns out isabel is uh the most adventurous because she's going diving right into those with like fight scenes like magic powers and warfare stuff but uh, i really like to see uh i really like how diverse and different our choices are so, uh, you know, I hope everyone listening enjoyed listening to us talk to, about which anime we would like to live in and specifically why. And, you know, please feel free to share with us as well about the anime worlds you would like to live in. Uh, just a reminder, because, you know, our main podcast people keep reminding me. <laughs> we are on Twitter, so uh, we uh, if you search up Girl AT, which stands for Anime Trending, You should be able to find us on Twitter and follow along if you would like because that's where we, or mainly I, tweet about my current views on the currently airing anime season. But other than that, I think that's really it. So I hope you'll be here with us next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.